Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Keep Your Peace Podcast. That's right. I've hijacked the Speak Your Peace Podcast. I get to host it today, right? All the all the stuff going on, keep it, all that stuff. Boom, wipe that all out. I'm running this show now. Today, we I have a special guest. We have Scott Conkin from Speak Your Peace. Scott, say hello. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. And we have you. Wow. What an <laughs> intro. Wow. You really sold the big E, the E and E part of this podcast. Yeah, we you, love, you love to see it. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I get to run the show today. So without further ado, let's just get into it. So first thing I want to talk about is sports. What a surprise. You can't go <laughs> sports with these guys. But first thing I want to talk about is hockey going on. We got the... Stanley Cup playoffs going on yesterday. We got a big Montreal win. Currently, that series is 3-1, Tampa Bay. And, yeah, what do you guys think so far about this series? I mean, uh, like... I, th- I, think th- I think this podcast intro has more energy than the entire Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> Hold you, when I run this, when I run this show, you're going to keep high energy all the time. High so, octane. Yeah. High octane, high offense, just just like the Tampa Bay Lightning offense. That's a great segue, actually. I like that. Um, no, Tampa Bay's been uh, electric, and they've obviously scored lights out all, all playoffs. But you know, in the second final, they've been um, arguably the better team in games one and game three, and parts of game four they were the better team and led by their high octane offense, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point. It, they're they're unbelievable. Um, they're nuts, and they have. They're they're tending that Vasilevsky, uh, stupid. He just he stops everything. But uh, it's gonna be tough for Montreal to drag their way back. But of all the teams in uh, from the final four, I think they're the one team that could do it. Yeah, Ian, anything? Uh, I mean, Montreal is probably gonna come back down three zero. Let's be real here. This is the Montreal Canadiens. This is the NHL. This is how this all works. It's just. You play the slow grind, you know, three, two overtime game, and then you just win every game for the rest of the finals. Even though I think I texted Ravisher, SYP creator Rav last night. I texted him like, can we just get this series over with? Like, can we just be done with this? Like, can we, can we just get to the off season content? <laughs> but get to, yeah, you're probably waiting for your Seattle expansion draft. Uh, what made you say that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, are you going to switch over to Seattle, or are you going to loyal to the soil? You and uh, I, I'll have rooting interest in both. I mean, I write about Seattle, and I'm a Red Wings fan. Like, I have enough Red Wings stuff that I can't give up my fandom now. So it's, it's, prob- it's probably like 55, 45 Red Wings to crack in support, I would say. Well, that's fair. Interesting. But, yeah, I got a question for you guys. Bring it. Oh. Why is Montreal so good? <laughs> Why are they so good? They're down 3 1 in the Stanley Cup Finals. They were the yeah, 18th open-ended. best team in the regular season. Why is Montreal so good? Yeah. Is it due to maybe the emergence of Cole Caulfield, the Tyler Tafoli signing? Uh, I have an answer for that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so if you look at, well, frankly, both Montreal and Tampa Bay, but if you look at Montreal, Start, start from the net. Who's in net? You have Carey Price, who is arguably the best Canadian goalie right now. 
that you know up for debate. Flourish won the Vesna up for debate. Anyway, Hart, Carter Hart's in there too. Yeah, okay, Ian, you're not biased <laughs> at all, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Price you, again. You have Price and Net, who's a brick wall, and then you look at the defense core. You look, you know, Weber, Sherratt, Petrie, Edmondson, Romanov, who Romanov. had a big game last night, yes, and Kulak was good. And plus, they've got Gustafson and uh, Merrill on the bench. On sorry, not even on the bench. They're in the stands, which is. Um, just something to say about their defense core and how how deep they are. They have six. I would say six defensemen that I would trust as a coach. You know, putting them on on the ice in any, like not in any situation, but um, they're six solid defensemen there. And their four group, all four lines are good, and all four lines can score. That's why they're good. Anything to add, Ian? Uh, I mean. I would say Montreal has arguably some of the worst asset management of any team in the league. But outside of that, I think they're a Stanley cup finalist and they, uh, you know, you know what, you know why Montreal is so good is the fact that they can tell everybody that only 3,500 people will be in the buildings for game three and four. And it was like 10,000 people that were actually in attendance. They can just like, you know, sprinkle bullshit on everybody and they still manage to win in overtime and they're still alive. Um, you know, it's only a lie if you believe it's a lie. And Montreal has no one believing it's a lie. Uh, there are more than 3,500 people in attendance in Montreal. That's what I'm going to say the fans, the hardcore, more than allowed fans going into the barn. That's I will say over capacity. Over capacity. Well, speaking of overcapacity, the streets of Montreal were just... Yeah, there's probably more people outside than <laughs> there are... Oh, actually, there is more people outside than there is in the building. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, fair enough. There's, you know, less chance of transmission if you're outside compared to being inside. <laughs> I don't know. When, you, when they show those cutaways to the outside, I don't know if there's less of a chance. Well, I mean, that's okay. There's probably something to be said for that when it's just, you know, dudes kissing one another, like on the streets of Montreal with their masks on their chin. Like, yeah, that's probably not a COVID friendly activity to do, but I mean, it's the finals. What what else, like, what else are you going to do? July 1st came around, COVID said, see you later. You know, I'm gone. See you next summer. And so, yeah, right now, a, a little, a little, a little Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back with I'll COVID. Back. <laughs> but yeah, and then I actually, I had this one kind of, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Uh, everyone just loves to mention Tampa Bay and the salary cap. I just want to be just super over, but they could, you know, the whole salary cap rules. I just want to know what you guys think. Ian, actually, no, Ian, you go first. You're big. Good. I hope I hope Tampa Bay goes over. This salary cap thing is fucking stupid anyways. <laughs> I hope they go over. I hope, you know, more teams decide to go over in the future. I hope – this is how good Tampa Bay is. Tampa Bay rested their arguably best player, heart candidate, all year, still managed to finish third in their division, which is a, you know, fairly competitive division. And they're in the finals still. Like, I think more teams should be doing that. That's what I would be looking to do is, like, who can I put on LTIR? Yeah. <laughs> and just keep adding people. Like, I will say, you know, from Tampa Bay, like, the whole salary cap, yeah, they're over. It's stupid. It shouldn't be a thing. They should change the rules. But it's not It's not even that, too. It's how Tampa Bay's built their team. They're, a lot of their team's homegrown. 
if you look at down up and down their lineup, they only have maybe seven or eight of their 20 roster players that are actually like, you know, not from the franchise, which is, isn't that many. Normally it's like 15 or 16 out of 20 that are not homegrown. Shout out, shout out the Red Wing for uh, acquiring Kyle Quincy uh, for a draft pick that would eventually be Andre Vasilevsky. Let's go. That was a trade. That was a trade. You could go pull that up right now. That was a trade that oh, yeah, Ky- Kyle Quincy was traded for a first round pick. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ken Holland is great, and that's why he's running the show at Edmonton. He's a vet. He knows what's up. Yeah, the intangibles. So, yeah. And then, yeah, you guys think, what do you think? Is Montreal kind of in the mud now, though? It's 3-1? You guys think- uh, I'm going to say the Habs come back, because fuck it, why not? The Habs will fight. If there's any team that'll do it, it's the, fun- the Montreal Canadiens, who will just, like, play their trap, slow, grind game, and uh, will bore the hell out of everybody for the next three games, and then win them all. Then win. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other thing, well, I mean, Montreal has to have Price playing better, and he was better last night. So that that's a key thing. If you can get Price back, then you're solid. Yeah, Price will be obvious. I mean, without you know, you know, sitting the obvious, he is the backbone of that team. What Montreal does in the next three or one or potentially three games will rely on solely what he does. Well, not solely, but a lot of on what he does. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you said it yourself. Yeah, Price really is that backbone of that team and stuff. And so I think I think they really came together with from the Toronto series to come back, and then they fought all the way back, carried that momentum over to the Winnipeg one, and then I yeah, then Vegas I think was like their real first challenge of like actual playoff hockey, like you know carrying all that momentum over, and now you got to fight on your hands in Vegas. And so, yeah, I think I, – I mean, I kind of thought the same as you, to be honest. I was like, I, I think they get to seven, to be honest. Like, I really think they have that kind of grit and then grit and heart to really come back. Like, you seen that picture of Brennan Gallagher? His face is all messed up. Corey Perry's face a while ago, absolutely messed. Yeah, like, they, I think I think with them, they, they really do have, like, the ability to prolong – <laughs> what what will happen and even when to be honest so but yeah that's one final happening in one set of sports we'll move on to the other one basketball currently as we as we're podcasting game one bucks and sons uh hey by the way it's sponsored by kfc making buckets uh that's the actual uh sponsor on the broadcast <laughs> Yeah, that's fact. that's actually fact. I'm watching. Shout out, it. shout out, KFC. I hope we can do a KFC ad read on this podcast at one time. I would, I would totally, I would totally take a KFC bag. You want to, KFC? You want to sponsor the Keith or Thieves podcast? I will totally take that sponsorship bag. I do not care. I will Keith, sell. It. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's Keith's Fried Chicken. Keith fried Chicken. Yes. <laughs> Keith fried Chicken. It, it, it's it's right there. It's in, it's all in the marketing. I will I will take a bag and I will sell out. Anyways, yeah, Bucks and Sons. Uh, what do you like? What do you guys think? Wait, like, yeah, today's game one. What do you official prediction right now? Between between one of you, Sons, Sons and Six. Um, hmm. I called that. Um, I feel, I, like, 
Yeah, I said I said the same thing. One of the last pods we did, um, I said Suns and Six. I'm gonna stick with it. Booker, Aiton, and Paul are. They're not a big three, but they're about to be a big three. Especially with Aiton coming up as he has been in the playoff. He's been really good. He's been just an absolute force in the paint. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be guarding Giannis. Or no, maybe it's Crowder. But um, either way, whoever whoever's guarding doesn't matter. Like Aiden's been a beast. So um, go Suns. Suns. They're, they're, they're not a big three. There's a, they're a sizable trays. <laughs> sizable trays. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Okay. All right. All right. That didn't hit. Um, no, I, I, I was going to say Suns and seven. Uh, because I think this, the nice part about this series is that these are actually two like complete teams, like with depth, yeah. lineups from one to five that are really talented. Everybody knows their role. Uh, injuries and health is obviously going to be a big factor in this series. But I'll, I'll say the Suns and seven because I think it'll be a close series. And Giannis is apparently playing tonight. And I guess Sarge yes, is watching. Giannis is playing. Yeah. Sarge is walking off the court now as we speak. Uh, yeah, health is important. But I'm going to go Suns and seven. Yeah. Actually, because I, I just I was talking to I was talking to Ravager earlier. Um, I popular also, guy. I also said yeah. Suns six. Yeah, because I just I think um, I think at least with the Suns, when you match up, I think yeah they'll have like good matchups this whole series. Like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, yeah, and DeAndre Ayton. You know, like kind of coming into his own. Where like I maybe I'm just a casual, but I just felt like DeAndre Ayton like the beginning of his career you know he's kind of middling out like it's you know he was more kind of in the shadow of like Luka Doncic and Trey Young for how successful they've been you know in that same draft class but obviously you know DeAndre went number one so Marvin Bagley uh, yeah Marvin Bagley as well apparently yeah it's just, it's just a mess Marvin Bagley's a mess but that's, that's a, yeah that's Sacramento for you yeah that's that's Sacramento but um, yeah, no, especially yeah, these playoffs. Watching uh, DeAndre Ayton kind of like come into his own, you know, he caught that uh, caught that lob against the Clippers to end the game. Zubac, the no chance. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like every time I watch Zubac play a game, he has like no sense of direction. Like he just looks lost all the time. I don't know if that's just me. Uh, I'm a Lakers fan and uh, not. I think it was the 2020 trade deadline, like before the pandemic, uh, the Lakers traded Zuba, or maybe it was 2019. I can't remember, but one of the trade deadlines, they traded him from Mike Muscala <laughs> and Fuji and I were both like, why Muscala? We liked Zubach. He was like big man depth. Why would, why would you trade him? And then it's like, okay, maybe he's not as good as like we thought he was, but it's like Mike Muscala was the only thing, like you just sent him across the way, like across the hallway to the Clippers, and you could only get Mike Muscala, Muscala instead. It was a little underwhelming. Muscala and a new parking spot, basically. Like, Pretty like, much. That, like, that close together. So. You get to park on the north side of the building instead of the south side of the building, okay? And you're parking, because you're a Clipper, you're parking going up $15 a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I think I think this is probably, in my opinion, like a fan's like best. I actually no, I can't say that. I was gonna say a fan's best scenario, but you want you wanted to probably see the Lakers in Brooklyn. Like let's be honest, with all that star power, I think um, I think as a true fan of the game, I think to see two 
Okay, okay, but who's a true who's a true fan of the NBA anymore? Because now it's all like bandwagoning and like, where is my favorite player going to play next? Yeah, like we don't have any true fans. This is a hot take, I'm sure, but like, there's not the true fans of basketball like we have in hockey, where it's just like, okay, uh, I'm going to watch the Nets now because James Harden went to the Nets. Or I'm not going to root for Portland anymore when Dame gets traded. I'm going to root for whatever team Dame plays for. Dame plays for, yeah. That, like, that, might, that might be me right here. But we'll yeah, see. I, w- I wasn't trying to talk about you specifically, but that was kind of my NBA, like how fandom is for basketball compared to other No, sports. for sure. But I will say, you know, of, you know, there is one thing I think we can all agree on is that I hope the Suns win because of Chris Paul. He deserves a, yeah. a championship and – um, he's been unreal in these playoffs, helping the, well, the Suns, I mean, all season, but especially the playoffs, um, helping the Suns get to this point and kind of been like a, I don't want to say a mentor to Booker, but in a way like a, that leader. Yeah. Like kind of like, um, cross the mute type situation in a, in a way. I was going to say Aiden and Booker, cause they're doing a lot of yeah. pick and roll action that helps Aiden and Aiden, you know, is getting told by Paul, I need you here. or I need you to cut here or yeah. all that sort of stuff. Also true. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Look, I'd like to see Chris Paul win one, and that I think that would cement his Hall of Fame status, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say for yeah, me personally, like I think C, like CP, like Lock Hall of Famer. I think for what he's done, like. Oh I, yeah, he I, he's a Hall of Famer. The issue just becomes when you retire, and it's like, well, you didn't win any rings, so were you really that good? Because that's all we relate to nowadays. It's just how many championships have you won? I like many, type kind of like the Barkley type I was gonna say like the Iverson type yeah. where it was just yeah. like I, yeah. I Iverson never won a tie even though he had like the the not not miracle but like surprising run with Philly back in 01 it's like yeah but the dude didn't really win you a title like was he yeah. really that like he was good but was he really that good a little bit of a stain on that kind of legacy yeah when he was but obviously like I mean yeah you don't want to just always factor in just championships but you still kind of have to consider it. So, but yeah, so that, that's on the Phoenix side. If you, if the Bucks win this series, do you think that makes Giannis want to stay in Milwaukee? I think kind of has. I think kind of has to. He's already signed a deal. I can't imagine he would want to leave because, yeah, any reason. Um, I think Giannis is low to Milwaukee no matter what happens here. Uh, I think he wants to win in Milwaukee and. Um, like Ian said, yeah, he signed a big, it was a massive contract. It wasn't like, yeah, something? yeah. like, yeah, he's win or lose. I think he's going to stay in Milwaukee and hopefully win in the next few years. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, there was all that talk before, you know, it's like, they're not really building around him. They brought in Drew Holiday, which look at Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday has been a awesome addition, but uh, Chris Middleton, what do we, what is this, what do you think this does for Chris Middleton as a player? Is this kind of I I seen a graphic where it starts with uh, Chris Middleton is good, has a couple bad games. Wow, Chris Middleton is bad, <laughs> has a couple good games. Wow, Chris Middleton is good, and it keeps doing this cycle. Just cycle. But I think right now, at least in that cycle, the way he takes over, pretty much the second half, I think you have to kind of cement him as like he's a he's a he's up there. And that kind of like second, third tier of all stars, just for how he's playing. That's that's a hot take. Um, 
I don't know. I'd say Chris Middleton's kind of like a Goran Dragic type to me. Like that kind of very under the radar type player, but seems to perform well when it counts and plays on good teams. Like, I mean, Dragic last year with Miami was really good. Uh, Middleton this year has been, I mean, he's, he's always been pretty good, but he's never, I wouldn't say he's like on the all-star level, but in these playoffs, I would, yeah, he's all, all-star level for sure. Uh, he can't shoot off the dribble, dribble according to my brother. He's kind of my NBA, him and Fuji are my NBA experts. No, I, I don't know. I, Middleton, like, I have this also written down with like Paul George, but like how many guys would you choose ahead of Chris Middleton, like to build your team around or to like have, have, have like as a second piece, like I could name a bunch of other guys I would rather have. Oh yeah. Instead of Chris Middleton. I think I've been, I've been kind of like on, like I've been on the, the side of Chris Middleton where like, I think he's been playing really well, like for a while. And I, I only think now that this playoffs, I think really should really cement him as like, guys, he is good. Like, just because everyone, everyone goes through stretches of inconsistency and that kind of thing. Like, I, I yeah, I really do think, yeah, Chris Middleton could eventually start getting those all-star nods and that kind of thing. Not that it matters, but, you know, that kind of like recognition by the league or by the fans. And <laughs> start end this cycle of, Chris Middleton, good, bad. <laughs> I, hey, a championship helps. Yeah. True. Cool. Titles help. And so that's one ball sport. Let's move on to another ball sport. we got the Euros going on as well. Right now, we have today, we had Italy winning in, winning in penalties versus Spain. Uh, did you guys happen to catch that game at all? Or I had that game on the background when I was doing my work earlier today. I, I was a to- I wasn't totally paying attention to it, but I caught a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was I- just getting home from work. I heard uh, I went to pens, and mm-hmm. Italy scored four of their five pens. Correct. I believe so. I fell asleep halfway through. So, <laughs> but for the rest, what, of the year, I, well, I was gonna say that's more penalty scored than the jersey Scott's wearing. That's true. <laughs> I am representing uh, Team Germany, Die Mannschaft. Um, they did not do well in the Euros. I am very sad. I am still mourning, but that's okay. Um, they will come back for the World Cup and destroy you all. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Heat will destroy everybody in Qatar, but that's just me. That's, yeah. That's, God, I can sympathize with you. I have my my France, uh, the, the language I, I learned for, for like 12 years. I had to back them, and yeah, lost lost out to Switzerland. I was watching that game. What a shame! But yeah, no, we'll come we'll come back stronger. My bandwagon, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> you know what? Arsenal wasn't allowed in the Euros, so. You Do you what? try to embody Kylian Mbappe? Yes or no? Or <laughs> I try to embody Olivier Giroud. Okay, all right, good-looking man. But yeah. So, he's slow. Uh, isn't he slow? Yeah, he's slow. Yeah, yeah, he's that, slow. That's besides the point. That's besides the point. Okay, okay, okay. We got, yes, we got Belgium and Italy coming up. And then we got... Uh, no, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have Belgium and Italy. I'm sorry, what? No. I don't know. 
No, you, so basically, I'll, I'll take over her keep at this point. Uh, Denmark will play England on Wednesday. Probably when this podcast gets published, Denmark is going to play England. And then uh, the winner of that plays Italy on Sunday, I'm guessing, because that's when finals are usually held. It's Sunday at, uh, at Wembley. And again, it's not coming home. It's coming to Rome. Let's go. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. That was actually my next question. Is it coming home? <laughs> no, it's not coming home. Not coming home. But I don't know if you guys have seen that the table breakdown. Every, did you guys notice that one? The left side of the table is absolutely loaded, and England is on the one side. So yeah, well, they, I'm pretty sure they've set this all up for England to try and win because there's so many. Like they played, I think all of their games at Wembley. At not all of their games, but all their group stage games. A lot of. Primary venue for England has been Wembley Stadium in the heart of London, yeah. and then I mean, to be honest, the same thing with Denmark though they've played most of the games in Copenhagen, have they not? They showed a graphic today where uh, Denmark has traveled. I want to see if I can pull it up. Denmark has tra- traveled, I think, nine thousand kilometers during the Euro, and England has traveled three thousand. Wow. I'm, you guys can stall. I'm going to try and see if I can pull this up. Like, again, you know, it's it's funny we talk about, is it coming home? Well, it's going to be, I mean, there's no assumption that England's going to win against Denmark, which they they should. Correct, again, Keith, correct, yeah, they should win that game. Um, and assuming it's England-Italy final, it's going to be one hell of a final. And, oh, yeah. Um, Italy, again, Italy's what, 5-6-0 at this point, 6-0? Something like yes, yeah, something yeah. Like they won all their group stage games. They've won everything in the knockout stage, which is yeah. So they're six and zero. Um, again, I'm not. A, I'm more of a casual soccer fan. I'm not a or a football fan. Sorry, I should say football. It's a proper term. Um, I'm from America. I can say soccer. It's cool. Okay, uh, football is yeah. It's um, I don't know. K- man, Harry Kane and Sterling have been electric up top for the English and. If they can do that again against Italy's kind of solid, tight defensive game, yeah. all bet, all, honestly, all bets are off for a Euro final, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I just think that with the talent that England squad has, yeah. I mentioned this before to some of the, yeah, some of the other guys that a little more in depth with soccer, but their manager, Southgate, just seems to mismanage these assets. Uh, he's been a- he's been asked to be the head coach for the Montreal Canadiens next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just him and Ducharme switch. Um, but um, yeah, I know they talk about um, yeah, like one thing with going on with England is Jaden Sancho is like on the bench like constantly. Yeah, I, I only think that their previous game he finally got on, he finally got to play. Right. And so and another player like Jack Grealish. Um, has always been he's been good, but it just seems like Southgate seems to just hold him off, whatever reason. And that um, yeah, it just seems like their manager with that with such like a big and like deep squad just seems to always mismanage those assets. And so I think when you get to a game against Italy, that I think it, I think yeah, definitely England. Yeah. You, you can't make any mistakes when you play Italy. Like you, you can you can have mistakes against the Ukraine, you can have mistakes against Denmark, but you can't have mistakes against Italy, Spain. Yeah, these these powerhouse teams, 
with a manager like that, you, you cannot afford to make mistakes. So, yeah, I couldn't I, find I couldn't find the graphic, by the way. Yeah, that's totally fine. And so, yeah, like is that and yeah, funny that you guys mentioned because like it seems set up for that way for England to get to the final. We'll still lose. So, <laughs> who knows? They'll find a way to blow it. They'll find a way to blow it. But yeah, I mean that. Other than that, there's also UFC going on this weekend. We got Conor McGregor, Fourier. Um, I still, I still need to do a little bit of looking into that, but just early it's, predictions. Uh, it's not as great of a card as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's I, not that crazy. Huh? It's not that crazy that card. I mean, there's like the Wonder Boy and what, the Wonder Boy. Uh, who is it? Uh, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, that's gonna be an okay fight. But like Greg Hardy being your third fight is. Yeah, a little big. sketchy. Um, this is a must-win for McGregor, is it not? Oh, 100%. Right. I think any, yeah, 1-1 one, one in a trilogy. Yeah. For, or at yeah. least at least make it close. Like, don't don't be knocked out or don't go out in the second or third round. Like, make it a five-round fight, if anything. If you have to lose, like, make it five rounds. Make it. That would salvage a little bit of yeah. what but I think yeah, more so for McGregor, it's a must win because of the nature of how he got, of how he lost the second fight. Yeah, I agree. So, and yeah, like we see with the first fight, you know, it's like an early Dustin Poirier, and but then Dustin Poirier eventually gets to kind of grow into himself, becomes, yeah, this, this fighter that, you know, is up there like challenging, realistically challenging. Poirier was an Poirier was an interim champion at one point until he lost to Khabib in uh, Dubai, I think it was. Yeah, and so yeah, and then you had me. You have Connor, who who's Connor, that kind of thing. And so yeah, this this uh, this trilogy, but I'm I'm excited for it. I definitely want to see it. And so what do you get? What's your guys's early prediction for for that card, or at least for that fight? Poirier in third round. Warrior uh technical knockout in the fifth round. Yeah. I yeah. I I think I was gonna say McGregor in the fourth round. Hmm. Just because I feel like there's no way for how he lost with the calf kicks that like surely he would have, you know. My issue with McGregor is like, so obviously a million years ago, he had the Khabib fight, right? Mm-hmm. Comes back, he he fought Cowboy, which no offense to Cowboy, that, that he's, a, yeah, he's been, he's long gone. He's long gone. Uh, COVID hit, was waiting for COVID for the right opportunity because he wanted to fight in fans because he's, you know, he loves fans he loves fighting in front of a crowd fights Poirier I had the first round I thought and then Poirier came back and went a second round it should be close I just think Poirier is gonna do it again do it again and it's not gonna go to the ground because Poirier is a boxer McGregor's a boxer it's not gonna go to the ground so you're just hoping to find you know connect with guys at the right time I'm gonna go with Poirier yeah i like it and so yeah that's that's a lot of sports we just covered let's switch it up a little bit something you guys don't see on this podcast 
We're going to get into pop culture a little bit. This is a segment I like to call Gas or Pass. Let's go. I, I know you guys listen to music. I listen to music as well. And so I brought out some things that I want you guys to rate gas, as in yes, bump that, or pass, put it in the bin. And so I, I let you guys know ahead of time what we're going to be looking at. So, yeah, I'm going to start with the first one. We got the UK grime or drill scene. I, I, I'll actually, I'll go last. I'll go last because I was the one that brought this to you guys. And so, so I'll, I'll start with Ian. Start so with Ian. so Ian. we should have the least informed person talk about this first. <laughs> okay. I like the sounds of that. Um, I'll say gasp. I'm getting into it. I'm that asshole when it comes to music. I don't usually like new th- new stuff at first. Like I have to listen to it a few times to actually enjoy it. Also mood, like how I am in a certain mood impacts how I like a song. Uh, I'll say gasp. Uh, I was listening to this guy named Fizzler. I don't know if you've heard of Fizzler. If any, either of you have heard of Fizzler. He's got this song called G-U-Y Guy. It rocks, man. That song rocks. I, I insist anybody who enjoys music uh, to go listen to Fizzler on Spotify. And no, this is not a spot, Spotify ad read. Uh, this is just uh, uh, me telling you to go listen to this guy named Fizzler. But overall, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the whole scene i would say i call it the scene even though i, I shouldn't be calling it the scene uh the whole scene i'll, I'll give it a gas get a gas okay scott i'm gonna say gas with an asterisk um <laughs> let's go yeah. i need to elaborate here um so when i when keith t- brought this um question to me i went and looked up uk grime playlist on apple music this is not apple music uh, ad read but here we go i will take i will take apple music and spotify sponsorships i will take those uh the keith repeats podcast will gladly uh, all those. What, what's the what's the podcast what's the podcast a, a, a true crime podcast on spotify that we could uh sponsor on this podcast <laughs> no but any- that'll be the next that'll be next episode that's next episode, that, that's next episode. scott continue sorry um I like it. It's. I don't think it'd be for everyone. Um, the first song I listened to, I actually like. I still have on my phone right now. Um, it's good. Um, is is it by Skepta? It is not, but Skepta uh. actually. Actually, I do have a song from Skepta, but it also features Pop Smoke. That's one of my favorite songs. So, um, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm gonna say ga- gas with an asterisk asterisk because it's not for everyone. But if you like it, you like it. Then fuck yeah. But if you don't, then. You know, gas with an asterisk is my answer. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I I think it's gas. I just, I, I think from a lot of the, the music that I listen to, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, overseas, a lot of it, it's a nice, you know, change of pace. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of like Western hip hop and rap and that kind of thing. I think, I actually think the UK scene is like way more creative in terms of, they're like the production. I think you'll hear a lot of like crazier things that you're like, whoa, that sounds like I would never even thought to to use that. Or um, even their lyrics and stuff. Like I a lot of the a lot of the lyrics that you'll 
hear in those kinds of songs. Like it's just like, like it just they just got layers that you can. They got layers, but then also like it clicks with you right away. You're like, whoa, like <laughs> that was actually kind of sick. Like, <laughs> how do you think of that? And so yeah, no, I I'm all for it. I I gave yeah I give it a, a gas 100. percent You know, I think I was gonna say my brother he got me into uh like the the music right right yeah. and i'm pretty sure he like either galaxy brain himself or is so far past that that now he's listening to like french and russian not drill music but like whatever yeah. the russian and french equivalent of drill music is that's what he's listening I to the french scene goes very hard also I wish I actually paid attention in French and I could actually make out what they're saying instead of just being like, yeah, no, this is good. No, I like this. Sounds into it. Yeah. yeah. Good sounds. Speaking of French music, I give, um, not on the list, just a, a side note, Maitre Gims, a uh, French rapper, mm-hmm. I give him hella gas. Hella gas. He, he's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The next one I had, I wanted you guys to listen to as well. The new Tyler, Tyler, the creator album. I felt, I felt like, yeah, you guys, I don't know if you guys were Tyler fans before. Scott, and yeah, we spoke on it a couple days ago. Yeah, you never, I believe, yeah, you said it wasn't really what you kind of listened to firsthand. So I will, I will say uh, Juggernaut is gas. The new, uh, I think it's one of the songs on his new album. Juggernaut's absolute gas. I'm not a Tyler, the creator guy. I'm going to say pass just for the sake of saying pass. I have it's I think Tyler the creator is very much an acquired taste. You have you kind of you just you either love him and you love his music or you just don't love his music and I I just don't love it. I'll listen to it but I don't love it. So yeah, I'm gonna say pass. Uh, I I I like Tyler. I'll, I'll give gas. I like Tyler the creator because he he's like uh, he reminds me of Israel Adesanya style bender in terms of just personality and just like I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. That type of you know routine that i that i i personally enjoy um lumberjack i don't know if this is my favorite song but i do appreciate it because lumberjack is literally just a song about his parents having sex and about how his dad didn't pull up that's essentially the entire song uh lemonhead i liked uh juggernaut was also good i like juggernaut um I like how it flowed pretty much the entire time. Like it had a really good flow, I thought, from start to finish, like the entire album. I, not the entire album, but it, it flowed pretty much from one song to the next really well, I think. Yeah. I'll say yeah. Gas for, uh, what, what was the name of the album again? I'm sorry. Uh, call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost. That, that, that good. That's Gas. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Ian. I felt like, I felt like, yeah, it was like he told a story the whole mm. thing like, yeah like just how it flowed and then and you and you totally related to lumberjack about you know I your parents like, yes i learned about that I like, yeah. my parents yeah. did the same thing tyler yeah he's <laughs> like we, we, we're the same you really yeah, just, <laughs> you really just like me um yeah no i love yeah a lot of it i i really enjoyed yeah just and not even just like the songs itself but like a, yeah the storytelling aspect and that kind of thing just like the way it flowed in and then yeah Songs like Lumberjack. The first one I think is Sir Sir Baudelaire. Baudelaire. Yeah. I don't pronounce that, but that one, yeah, I thought it was a really strong start to the album. And yeah, no, uh, as a whole, yeah, I give it, I give it gas exclamation mark. Okay. Those ones, yeah. And then the last one, I think, will end 
and this segment off with is the new Migos album. You know, the one that was uh, not as relevant now, but you know, like, from from a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, I don't know if you, yeah, you guys had a chance to listen to it. And so, we're not, are we? We're not. We talked about Culture Three. We're not. Is that not what we're talking yeah, about? Culture, yeah, yeah. Okay, Culture Three. We we talked about that before. Um, I'll say gas. I, I I'm generous. I'll say gas. I thought the Migos album was good. Um, I have the pro- My problem is that the song I I've started listening to more is Mahomes, and not necessarily. It, it's a good song, but it's just like you know the connection between a football player, where it's just like I, not that I root for Kansas City or I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, but it's like oh yeah, yeah I I get that I I th- yeah yeah that that's good that's good I like that. I relate to that. <laughs> I, I I know who you're talking about. I I understand the reference, and that's it. That 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 that's most of what I've been listening to. Otherwise, that's a good album. We talked about it before, Scott. Yeah, we have. Um. So in my notes here, I the so uh, keep you asked for gas or pass. I say floor it. Floor so, <laughs> all gas, no breaks. Um, Culture Three is a great album. Um, modern day probably like as og of migos as it gets uh that's like a top five song for me um straight and it's good straight and it's getting overplayed at this point but it's good um what you see with beebs is good light it up with pop smoke is good um yeah it's just there's so many good songs in there um i say floor it it's not culture one culture one is like culture one, one step on it through the floor of the car yeah. onto the ground that's like, that's like gonna... the car you know where you gotta you gotta move your feet that's how, <laughs> that's, how that's how far down culture one is but culture three is like floor it to the the floor of the car so yeah mm-hmm. culture three is really good well then you're not gonna like this i give it a pass <laughs> oh, what i gave it a pass like i just felt like i mean it's not it's not its fault because if you look at it compared to culture one, that's culture one. Like that, that's okay. kind of one that's league of its own. And so I guess I kind of weighed that oh, into a little bit as well. That did just me personally. And I just felt like I listened to it like twice over, like everything twice over. And I just never felt like there were good songs. I just never felt like I was like, yeah, download. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe what the one with Drake. I don't even, I can't remember these names to be honest. And I listened to our like, Oh, having your way with Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just felt like, I don't know, none of them, none of them get a download from me. Wow. Honestly, yeah. I know. I probably should have went second because he had all that energy spot. I gotta, I gotta deflate it. But um, yeah, no, I gotta give it a pass, my man. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's all good. We're. This is called speak. This is sorry. Sorry. I almost said speak peace. This is called keep your peace for a reason. People are allowed to keep their peace on this podcast. I'm allowed to start keeping this piece all the time. <laughs> so that this, yeah. that sounds terrible. People are allowed to keep their piece. That's like uh, keep the Rick and Morty episode where they just talk about squanching. Yes. Where, where it's just like we say squanch for everything, but you know, squanch just you know refers to what you mean, like what you're talking about. Yeah. No, it, it felt it felt like saying that. It was like this feels like some weird slang that is probably not allowed. <laughs> so. We're, we're gonna keep up later. Like, uh, I don't think I'll join you guys. <laughs> hey, we're squanching down by the river if you're interested. And then it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, you guys, I'll join next time. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, 
And yeah. I I felt like, yeah, you guys, did you guys feel like you learned a little bit though about music? You I think I I think I read an article that was made by Red Bull on the grime and drill uh, scene. So, you know, I didn't know that Red Bull got into music. <laughs> We're gonna see some, yeah, Red Bull, Red Bull collabs with like Ed, she- Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> so Post, all- Post Malone. Yeah, this is a uh, 20 next year, we'll do it for next year. 2022, Red Bull takes over the sponsor, sponsors artists. We'll have, <laughs> have all these uh it'll just be like the UFC and Monster. They'll have they'll have the time of their life. Well, yeah, little side note. The UFC and Monster, the way Dana White promotes this is insane. Yeah, why? Like, because he wears a t-shirt to every weigh-in. No, where- because Brandon, Brandon Moreno, you know, chokes out Pete Moreno and he's crying. And then Dana White's like, here's this monster. Make sure you hold it, label it out <laughs> as you're crying out of pure emotion. Same with uh, Thug Rose. Yeah, uh, Nama Yunus. Head kick, she's crying as well. It's like, oh my God. But like, <laughs> kind of got to, kind of need you to hold this monster. Yeah, you got to hold this one. But yeah. But uh, speaking of fighting, this is perfect for the next segment. I call this one Get a Room. And so, I'm, I got a lot of time in my hands sometimes, and I, I got up to a lot of funny ideas. And so this one, hopefully you guys are prepared. Imagine, imagine just a, a room, no windows, right? And we put two random things in there, and they have to fight to the death. What would happen? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so I'll go first because I had this one. As soon as I thought of this one, I thought... I was like, "This, I have to, I have to pitch this idea." I can't wait for this. this is- All right, we're in a windowless room. Okay. Who would win in a fight? Okay. Ian or a pack of angry seagulls? <laughs> <laughs> like we'll say, we'll say like seven. seven <laughs> Does Ian have any weapons? No, it's just him. It's just, it's just his bare fist. Uh, you know. It'll, it would be close. It would be close. I mean, I would honestly, I think I would be a little a little bit intimidated by like, because they're probably like, they're seagulls, right? So they're probably screaming and they're probably hollering and cawing at me. Just like, I didn't choose this. Someone else put us in here. Like, this is not my fault. Why are you yelling at me? And then it's just like, come on, guys, let's, let's not yell. Let's be okay. Let's be civil about this. And then I would have to try and beat up uh, a one versus seven handicap match against a pack of seagulls. Yeah. I just imagine like the seagulls from Finding Nemo when they're all in the wire. Like, oh, those guys! Those guys! Those guys are cool. I would. I wouldn't beat those guys up. Aren't those pelicans, Keith? Yeah, those are pelicans too. <laughs> Whatever. That move. That movie's way, way past my memory. But no, that was basically the concept I had. I think, I, I feel like he, he would lose to, really, any birds he would lose to. Uh, seagulls are, are probably, like, on the spectrum of, like, I could probably lose to seagulls. I think I could take on anything lesser than seagulls, but seagulls are, are probably, like, kind of the Mendoza line of, like, I could probably lose to seagulls. What about a goose? Just one goose or seven gooses? Seven, seven geese. geese. There you go. Maybe one. I could beat a goose. What about two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I could beat two geese. Okay. So, and by the way, we'll keep that in mind. Next summer, SYP Olympics, we're going to put Ian in a ring with a bunch of a bunch of different birds and see what happens. <laughs> if the goose starts shitting, then I'm out. Then I'm, like, tapping out and I'm done. Like, if they start shitting, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up to be, you know, shat on by gooses. Uh, should I go next then for get a room? Yeah, well, you're next. All right. Uh, my uh, matchup for get a room is a uh, former UFC heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic uh, against former United States President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like I feel like I feel like Donald Trump is one of those guys where he has like a random skill. I mean, besides all that stuff, like, what if, what if you like, well, there's training footage, it's just him hitting the pads, and he's, like, acting on hands. Like, I feel like Donald Trump, just for being him, he's got, like, random skills that you just be like, whoa, like, <laughs> you know that? Like, how the hell do you know that? I feel like Trump would just hit him in the groin and call it a dub. You think, you think he hits, like, like the hammer fist? Like, those kind of <laughs> like, No, did you see that video of Tyler Hero boxing the other day? Oh that, yeah, that's that's Trump boxing or that's Trump fighting. It's like lo- loosely coordinated, just yeah, yeah, like that. Like looping. <laughs> yeah. Looping cut. But yeah, Scott, what do you think? Would you? Who would you back in a fight? Stephen <laughs> Miocic. Or... Uh, not, not Donald Trump. Fuck that guy. Miocic, um, <laughs> Mayo- isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mayoch- <laughs> the, other, the other reason I want to see that fight is because. Nobody can understand Miocic, and he's from Cleveland, and just no one can understand a word he says in, like, the post-fight interview, where it's like, y'all really did a great job tonight, we had a great job there, we tried our... It's just like, what are you saying? Like, you're... Yeah. I mean, Trump is kind of the same sometimes. <laughs> Who? Trump, though, the way he speaks sometimes. Yeah, but it's just not... It's not, in, it's not, like, it's incoherent. Like, just, like, it doesn't make any sense, where it's, like, no one can just understand what Miocic is saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe not so, uh, not so much of a, <laughs> of a fighting, a fighting match, like a verbal match. Yes, that would be <laughs> also cool. Uh, Scott, do you have uh, the last one? I do have, I have two, and I've been debating which one to use for this segment. You should probably use um, both. Use both. Like, I also have one more, just in case. But okay. Yeah. I only have one. So That's I'll cool. just do. Um. So. A is my so option or not option but like, um, example one, uh, creator SYP creator Kiefer Nada, and Billie Eilish get a room. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> oh, so that's all you asked me earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would happen? What yeah. happened? I, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> that would be really weird. Once you maybe realize how awkward. And <laughs> how awkward I am. I think I would actually crumble under the pressure. <laughs> I would really I'd just be like, I would just be a nervous mess. I would start sweating. <laughs> and then it, and then it's just like the small talks that like, so you come here often? And it's just like, no, I've never been in this room before. I don't know <laughs> where I am. <laughs> no, because that reminds me of a little side story. There's a, there's a show called Road Hockey Rumble. I don't know if any of you guys remember that show. No. On like, I think it's OLN. 
that network, some sort, some sort of like mid-tier. I think I don't know if they're Canadian network. No, OLN was American. So you're talking about like C-level television here. Yeah, they had a show called Road Hockey Rumble. These two guys that go around Canada playing playing road hockey, right? And I was I was a kid at the time, and I loved this show. I found out one of the hosts is a a priest down in uh, Vancouver uh in the port moody area i won't say who but uh in the port moody area and i ran into him and that that is like a c-level celebrity like barely anyone knows this guy and this is only like a couple months like in october i am a mess i i <laughs> i'm shaking i'm like i i like i'm stuttering all this stuff that is a c-level that is like a c borderline d level celebrity so you get billy eilish who is probably yeah like still like at the peak and still going up i i think i would just melt i would melt into the ground physically melt <laughs> uh yeah probably whatever keeps it I, I don't know how that would go that seems like a very interesting uh mix of people that's i'd like to see how that goes though there is a bit of a backstory kind of a joke behind that one um but we'll save that for later um anyways my my other um get a room was a lion versus a tiger i want to hear you guys thoughts on this <laughs> my first thought was like aren't they basically the same <laughs> to be honest well actually a liger would technically be like the same uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say a lion i think a lion wins okay i can back a lion king of the jungle king of the jungle i like it but uh, the, pe- the people of Detroit would have a tough time picking a winner in this battle. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go. No kidding. Let's I don't go. feel I don't feel good after saying that. I, <laughs> I mean, the Tigers are pretty shit. Not gonna lie. So I think maybe, maybe we need to leave you in this room by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm technically I'm technically by myself right now outside of my dog, and I don't even know where he is. Uh, I, don't even, I don't know where Cass Last is. Last one I had, I was. Uh, and we're, but we're, we're all picking. Oh, we're all picking a lion, right? I picked a lion. I lion, yeah. Yes, I say lion, but I ha- I do have an argument for tiger. But what, what's your? I want to hear your quick argument for a tiger. Tigers are feisty, man. And you don't think a lion is it? Like, no, li- lions are like sleepy. Think about it, they sleep all day, and they're up for two hours hunting, and they catch the food in two hours. Tigers are feisty motherfuckers. Yeah, so. but they'll also like. I learned this. A lot lions will kill the young of other lions just to prove that they're alpha. And I think a t- and I think a lion, if he knew he was under attack, like and he was sleeping, would be like, "Oh, I should get up and beat the shit out of this other animal that's trying to attack me." I feel like a lion would be smart enough to do that. But maybe a tiger is smart enough to sneak up on the lion and catch him off guard. Tiger does seem pretty sneaky, unless that's a leopard. See, I say lion, but I, I said lion, but that's my argument for tiger. Um, yeah, I tiger woods. I also need lessons on like animals. I just feel like leopard. I was gonna say leopard or jaguar. I just think these are all the same. <laughs> they're literally all the same thing. They're all they're all cat like creatures. I think jaguars are bigger leopards. Leopards are smaller, a little less uh, vicious than jaguars. But yes, um, similar. Yeah. Anyways. We don't have an animal segment, so I don't need to do research. Okay, man. The last one I, the last one I had was uh, SYP creator Scott. Uh-oh. Is 
two flamingos. <laughs> I really think you would lose, Scott. Are flamingos, you, are flamingos dangerous? So I, I don't think they are, mate. I don't think flamingos are dangerous. I, I feel like any you like get pissed off. I just feel like I feel like anything long would kill you, Scott. No, I feel no. That's I feel like a flamingo. Like there needs to be like eight or more <laughs> flamingos uh, for there to even be a challenge. Think about how small that leg is. How yeah, many flamingos can sweep the leg? And yeah, you, yeah. There goes two. We're 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 done. Easy. No, I just I I just have this I have this idea that I think I think just the lankiness of these flamingos just confuses the hell out of Scott. <laughs> but dude, I'm look this wingspan though. Look at the wingspan. You can't even see my hands. Oh, flamingos longer than you, bro. Hey man. <laughs> oh, then okay. How many flamingos do you think you can take, Scott? Four, easily. <laughs> Four easily. <laughs> yeah. That's no. not impressive. I feel like you could take on more. Like I, I feel like you could shoot for like eight well, or it ten. It depends on how big on how big these flamingos are. Well, how big as a flamingo get? Flamingos aren't that. Oh, six, seven. Big, oh, probably. Aren't they? I don't think they're, they're pretty. They're pretty. Uh, once you knock them off their feet, I think you're golden. I think that's gonna that would be the challenge. But I think I can I can knock down four. Flamingo, I'm I'm gonna pull this up right now. Why flamingo? Of all of all animals, you could choose a flamingo. Well, I was gonna pick an ostrich, but I think you definitely lose against an ostrich. ostrich. Are, they're fucking fast, man. They, they run like 40, 50K. Yeah, and I think you oh. would definitely lose. I've actually, I've actually like held an ostrich before. That's fact. The greater flamingo is the tallest of the six different species of flamingos standing at 3.9 to 4.7 feet. Really? Oh. With a weight up to 7.7 pounds. And the shortest flamingo species has a height of 2.6 feet and weighs 5.5 pounds. Dude, According to Wikipedia. Okay. Dude, how I, 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 I looking in the wrong textbooks? Because they they stretch these dudes out. I think ostriches are taller. I think ostriches are like seven, eight feet. Um wow. Okay, if so flamingos, I say I'll take take down eight if they're only like four feet tall and eight pounds. Really? I take I'll take down eight. I could take really? down twenty. I feel like I feel like I need a lesson in animals. That, that is that is so poor. Well, they're not. They're they're meant to be like a beautiful, gentle animal. Like they're yeah. not meant to be threatening or dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't hurt a flamingo. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's. I don't think a seagull's it's, guys. It's, no, it's, seagulls uh, are more aggressive. Are you yeah, kidding? seagulls are. A windowless room. Have you never been to an ocean? Existent thing. Have you never spent time near a body of water and spent time near a, a seagull, which is like intimidating and more aggressive? <laughs> you guys, you guys seem to know a lot about your animals. Huh. Maybe we listened in biology eleven. Maybe we didn't take biology eleven. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. But anyway, uh, yeah. What's the next segment? Yeah, what's that? No, oh, I mean. <laughs> I'm actually sorry. I'm just so blown away that first of all, the mangoes are like four feet. I always thought they were like seven, eight feet. So does hell. Like uh, and that's according to Wikipedia. Who knows what Wikipedia is? Like Wikipedia might be wrong, but like No, I okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. Last last segment I came up with. Yes. This one, Shark Tank. Where yeah, I come up with a lot of funny ideas and 
I I love the show Shark Tank, and so we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna take a little bit of a little bit of inspiration from them. But this time we can actually use their ideas or our ideas. We're gonna have you guys vote at the uh, as soon as this podcast is released. Put up a put up some sort of poll if we remember to do that, and we'll have you guys vote on which ones which one do you think you would back. This sounds like a Scott. Uh, this sounds like a Scott thing to post on the on the polls on the story. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. Don't worry. I run the polls. Won't be too hard. No, it yeah. is easy. Easy done. So, Scott's the electoral college of SYP. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I also um, don't feel great about that joke. <laughs> stay in this room. Stay in the the room with your apparently docile flamingo. All right. <laughs> so. We're, we're all sharks today, and who wants to go first? Who feels lucky? Who feels like they're gonna they're gonna get the funding for their idea? Uh, do you want me to go first? Ian, since you're the top business student, you should go first. Okay. Um. So just uh, so so here so I Ian should win this, but anyways. So basically, I can't remember what class it was that we did this in. Um. I can no marketing 12 we did a marketing 12 where pretty much uh I, I did a project I'll tell you who I did the project with afterwards and you'll be stunned that we even completed this project but uh basically we had to come up with an idea that we could sell we could market and what it'd be used for um it was sort of like an Amazon Alexa except it actually did all the things in your house uh like turn off like turn off lights lock doors Basically, uh, and you can connect it to your phone. I'm sure they already do that now, but basically this was like, when were we in grade 12? Three years ago, four years ago? Basically, uh, that's, that's, what, that's what we did. That was our idea. So basically it's like a, a, a Amazon Alexa that you place in the center of your house and it can like different shower settings, different light settings, turn off your lights, different toilet flushes. Do you want a max flush, a low, you know, low energy flush. I'm not selling this really good right now. I'm just remembering back to a school project we did because what I really want to promote is my stand-up career. I was talking about this before we recorded with SYP creator Keith. I think I could kill it in stand-up if I just practice and I just work on it a bit. You guys should fund my stand-up career so I could go to different clubs around Canada and maybe even BC. Uh, who says no? Yeah, we leave a little GoFundMe. <laughs> Helps yeah well, well the other the other thing is that when i get like you know when you do your comedy special and you have to have like the funny name like i don't know what the name of my comedy special is where it's just like get naughty with ian mcnaughty <laughs> maybe maybe that's it or something like <laughs> only the one or so or something like joke teller with you know oh. joke teller. anyways oh. uh you, my, my stand-up career uh would you want to fund that is the what is what we you will pitch to us? Well, I I, I will take fifteen percent of my stand up career for a hundred thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> which values my company at about one point five million. Right, my stand up company at about one point five million dollars. Fair enough. Okay. All right. What we'll see at the end with these Instagram polls. Who's who? Do you think we'll <laughs> is gonna get the funding? Scott, yes, I have an idea. I do have an idea. Um, 
I didn't really have time to come up with a good name for this, but it's so you guys have probably seen me at a golf course. I have like a little device thing. It tells me like the distance from, you know, from my spot to a certain point. They're called range finders. They're, they're common. They've been used for years now and they're great. However, not all of us are uh, Tiger Woods or Bryson DeChambeau or Phil Mickelson. And sometimes you lose your golf ball in the bush. Well, we have a solution for that. Okay. I'm going to call this the laser finder. So basically, what the, uh, the premise of it is, so you take your golf balls, you put like a little sticker on, on your golf ball, which essentially, you know, it doesn't, it's the different, you know, it's basically negligible in terms of ball performance, essentially. And you put the stickers on your ball. And if your ball gets in the bush, you can take out your infrared type sensor camera more or less um and again it uses similar technology to the rangefinder except that it's an infrared camera so it you know it it's sick and it, it'll it'll give you a really good view of you can kind of search a, you, you know where your ball generally goes you can just infrared camera and look through and see where your ball is because it'll it'll come up on the sticker will kind of like magnify the ball kind of like give it like a heat signature in a way like you do like you see in infrared uh, cameras and you can find your ball it, like that way this you know that way doesn't you can hit a ball sometimes people will take out a ball that they don't like and if they hit it in the bush who cares well now you can use that a ball that you like and have the good performance with it and um yeah if, even if you lose it you well you can still find the ball well, it's a good thing that you aren't like, you know, vaccinating your balls so then the government can track the balls. Like that's actually really smart of you to just put like a sticker on it. A sticker on it. Yeah. 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 As yeah. Soon as the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Not, it won't just be you tracking the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like your government already tracked you with your phones anyway. So, you know, <laughs> just, say, just saying. I will say this product is transferable and usable for other items such as sunglasses, a ring maybe that you lose in like the grass, um, a wallet, a wallet. Yeah. Great idea. Um, the wallet works. Yeah. Several. Yeah. Now that'd be pretty Um, cool. Made me think of my, my performance at the speakeasy's open. It might, it might see, it might've helped seeing it. Then you can find your ball and not take it down. Exactly. The amount of balls that I put into bushes or the highway. Um, <laughs> yeah, at least it would have made that process a little easier rather than pulling out another one. Anyways, the product retails at three ninety nine ninety nine. Um, so three hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Sorry, I, 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 I thought you were just gonna say. I thought you were just gonna go three ninety nine at first. It's just like, oh, that's actually fairly reasonable. And then you put the extra ninety nine at the end. It's just like four hundred dollars. Wow, what a move! I love it. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. $400, but again, range finders typically cost $250. Um, this is obviously top end, but it's something that we're you know working it, towards. And even a future business plan, we're hoping to put it in GP and like a GPS on your phone form. So you can just take your phone camera and use like the infra imaging through your camera, through your phone, instead of having to buy the device itself. But that is future. It sounds like a range finder with an extra option on it. Pretty much, yeah. I think it's actually a smart idea. I don't. I actually like it more than my stand-up career. Yeah. So oh, um, I don't know how. I honestly have maybe seen one episode of Shark Tank. 
I don't know how the numbers work, but I'm just going to say Scott, Scott is looking for 5% and $250,000. <laughs> Little startup. No, I'm, no gonna actually, say, I'm gonna say no for real. I'm gonna say ten percent at two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That makes your company worth like two point two five million. Yeah, and growing quickly. No, you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. There you but go. Then, but then, but then also this has to be like Shark Tank. It's just like okay, but you have like the distributing license or whatever, or like so. <laughs> Some like it's just a rangefinder with like a with like an extra like binocular scope on top of it. <laughs> just buys these rangefinders and he like glues this thing on it. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it. No, that's a good idea. Uh all right. I'll I'll finish this out here. So it's been a we've had a hard couple couple years so far, you know, with the pandemic going on. We're on, brought on the age of social media, a lot of online communication, as well as online dating. Right? Oh. So my idea here is there are apps such as Tinder, Bumble, Grindr, you know, <laughs> all those kind of apps. <laughs> but what was it missing? Uh, matches. Think... You were missing matches on those apps. <laughs> what was that? That, that's on a different app, not on this app, <laughs> not on this app. So what are those missing? An MMA-style leaderboard of who you could fight. So I pitch, I'm pitching an idea where it is like Tinder of a similar setup, but you swipe yes and no on people you think you could fight. <laughs> so once you get a match, you guys can sort out from there. Hey, you want to fight? We'll fight <laughs> where you want. And you guys fight. And the result of that fight gets uploaded to a leaderboard where you get ranked amongst whatever you set your preference to. Of course, leave it open-ended. Set whatever your preference to whatever you. And that potentially, um, if you're seeking uh, relationships, maybe something more than that, that whatever you set that preference to, they may look at this leaderboard, look at your record and be, hey, you know what? Maybe I will pick him, yes or no. And so that way, I believe it gets out a lot of uh, um, unbridled anger <laughs> that people may have sworn up over this, uh, this COVID uh, pandemic. You know, it's been tough. You've been inside, you've been in lockdown, can't go to the gyms. You know, you may have a, a lot of confused feelings held up inside of you. And so what better way than a pure physical act of expression, <laughs> albeit it's fighting, you know, get that all out there. And yet you may still find a potential mate to help so, you get through this pandemic. So, so questions, because <laughs> I, have, I have quite a few. So you can still do like, filters of like people you want to fight like same height same weight mm -hmm. you can within a within a hundred kilometer radius mm -hmm. yes okay. i do... yeah you can design you know you say you only want to fight people in your town yeah that, that radius <laughs> small maybe you know you maybe you think you're better than your town that that radius pretty big so <laughs> You know, and then I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach, and then you go, <laughs> and, and then so, you 
whatever whatever Keith's app is passport, and then you just fight people in Miami. <laughs> if you if you decide, yeah, that if you decide that you know what, maybe I'll go international with these hands. <laughs> Open up the passport, <laughs> head over there. So. so yeah. Keith, I want to clarify something. I think Ian, I might be uh, asking one of your questions, another other questions. Um, just to clarify, so if you, so you're fighting against other men, if you're male, you're fighting against other men, right. and the leaderboard helps the women pick who they want. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Is, that, is that your question? <laughs> So, do you, so do, you, do you do it on like a point system or is it just by how many wins you have and that's how you get to the top of the leaderboard? Kind of, kind of like, you know, MMA style, you see wins, loss. I don't know if you get really get draws. You might get a draw. But, you know, win, loss, draw. And, yeah. and, and, who, and who decides who the, like there, ha, there has to be a clear winner? That's, that'll be decided between you and your opponent. If it's an offensive this is maybe you get a draw. He set up a trilogy fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I think, and yeah, and you mentioned it perfect too. Passport, a lot of microtransactions going on. And this have to help fund, you know, help fund my dream. This sounds no. This actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. It just like the dating part is a weird thing at the end, but it just sounds like the UFC without the work of having to make the fights. People make the fights, and then you can either just broadcast this on like YouTube or something, or World Star. You know, if they still do fights, and there you go. You you got a content machine. I guess another another question I have is this legal? Are you allowed to film street fights? Uh, you know what? That that's a. <laughs> We'll get we'll sort that out. In communications, we'll just call this citizen journalism. Mm-hmm. I'll, with the with the money I get from this funding, I'll pay for a legal team, and <laughs> we'll, we'll sort this out. You're already admitting it's not fully legal at this point. Uh, you know, nah. keep, keep, it, keep it quiet. You know, I will say, I think out of all of us, Scott has the best idea. Keith has the second best, and then my stand-up career is probably the third best. Well, I think Ian, yours has the most potential to flop, but also has the most potential to shoot up and like kick be ass. Something, something spectacular. Yeah, exactly, something spectacular. So we'll see. You're a pretty funny guy, so we'll see what happens. But we'll see. We'll see what the people say. Yeah, that's not up to us. Hopefully, remember to put up a poll. We'll put one up there, and you guys decide. Who do you think? Which idea you would buy? So, all yeah. right. All right. That's probably about that's all that's all that I've written down. That's all for Shark Tank. That's everything, yeah. Everything that I got. You know, maybe if you guys, if you guys want to do that segment again, we come with more ideas. You know, flex those flex those creative muscles. Ian, the top business student. Have I mentioned that before? I'm the top business student of our grad class in 2018. I don't know if I've well, I guess this flexes uh, business, his marketing ideas. Should we get to the mailbag? Let's just get the mailbag. <laughs> um, all right. You want to say your question first? Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. I realized putting up a question thing on my story is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of hate. a lot of negative comments. Uh, <laughs> but the one question I got was from. Marv on Mars, I believe that is made from Lions Bay. 
and she asks, morning or night poos? You really have like the weirdest friends, don't you? <laughs> That's the, well, I mean, it's that like, or like, <laughs> shut up, you idiot. So <laughs> that's what my mailbag is. I'm going to say morning. Yeah, no, I'm a morning guy. I, it feels, I hate when it happens later on in the day. Not what do you have to do it twice in a day? Twice? Just twice and thanks, but I, I, I prefer right in the morning. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Right in the morning, get it out of your system. You do it as you wake. You do it as you get up in the morning, right? Like that's the first thing you do. Like when you wake up, you go to your bathroom and you just yeah, it happens. But that's the best way to start the morning. It's all out of your system. You know, you get ready to take on the day. So yeah, cool stuff. Uh, we have. Uh, if you really have weird friends. Yeah, he does. Uh, we have technically four uh, mailbag questions, but we did get more responses. Uh, first, Matthew Mosquito says, this is going to be a banger, which I think this podcast has been. Uh, which actually, I'll step in real quick. Yes. Uh, maybe next episode, Matthew, I'd love to have, have you on the podcast. Another we're, 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 we're trying to make something work with Matthew. We're we're, we, we've been in contact with Matthew. We're trying to make something happen with Matthew. A Matthew Mosquito podcast is coming soon. I promise that. I think, yeah, also another business student could could potentially do well in short things. Jazz Joe Hands? Jazz Joe, yeah. yeah. That was an all-business podcast. It's just an all business pod, which is like, how are you not making 30% on your ROIs when you're investing? Like, come on now. No. Um, Daglin Devlin uh, asks, what is your thought of what is your thought of the upri- upraising upraising use of SARMs in underage underage kids using? That was not a great uh, basically uh, yeah, the the usage of SARMs going up in a lot of underage. I'll be honest, I Googled SARMs because I had no idea what SARMs were. Um, no idea. I'm assuming they're just steroids. It's yeah, it's a it's similar. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think you should be doing steroids. Like I here's the thing. I don't even think you really need to be even working out until you get to like 15. And, and yeah. once you're 15, you can start working out and nobody should really be doing steroids. Like you really shouldn't be doing steroids in general. Cause I think it kind of fucked. I, I think it kind of fucks with your body in general, but that's just me. But you guys are more experts on it than I am. Scott, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, SARMs, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not a huge supplements guy. I'm not, it's not my huge expertise. I know a lot of people that are based on what I study in school um, and people know so much more than I do with it. Um, to me, for me, I'm very simple. Like give me a protein shake, give me a um, good workout. And that to me, that's good. Um, just to make sure you have a good diet. That's just how I've always grown up. How I've always been um, creatine, you know, creatine supplements are good. BCAs in the right situations are good. Um, otherwise like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like Ian, to Ian's point, if you're not, if you're not at least sixteen or seventeen years old, you don't really need to take any supplements, to be honest. Yeah. Just play sports, be active. Um, growing up as a kid, and then once you get older, then yeah, start pushing iron. Um, 
take some protein, make sure you have enough, a good diet. That's the most important thing for me. But yeah, no, I just think, uh, yeah, SARMs, like it, it is basically just steroids. Like the, the, the kind of broad way to look at it is basically just steroids. Yeah, you no, know, especially at, uh, at such a young age, like uh, there's that whole thing I saw with Bryce Hall taking SARMs, and he's only about like 18, 19. Right, like he's younger. Yeah, but that dude's a dumbass, anyways. Yeah. Like nobody should be following what nobody following nobody should be following what that guy does anyway. Never mind working out or you know exercising. Yeah, no, I just think yeah, I think it promotes a bad on top of you know like, yeah, it messes with your body, that kind of thing. Like I think it just promotes like a bad image, you know, like that that whole thing, like kind of body dysmorphia, you know, like trying to promote like oh you need to be, you know, this big, to you know get. Some sort of attention to, drawn towards you and that kind of thing. So you, you know, can be you can be out of shape like myself and still be a popular and well liked individual. All right, you don't need to be in shape with abs of steel to be a well liked or popular person. Yeah, maybe, but you know, maybe next podcast though, we'll do this. We'll do it on, on SARMs. We'll take SARMs and do the podcast. You guys see how it affects our that podcast. Sounds, that sounds illegal. Um. <laughs> Next question uh, from Scott Conkin. Um, Lil Angel or Lil Uzi? I have to have to go with my man, Lil Angel. Loyal to the soil. Lil, Lil Uzi guy's okay. He's okay. No, but <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Kyle in forever. And the one, like, I don't, you know, Kyle's cool. Uh, the one interesting thing or recent thing, has he come out with new music? I feel like he has. Uh, not recently, no. Not recently? Okay. The one new thing I know about Kyle is that he got his house painted. I'm not going to share where his house is. You know, we're keeping those details low-key. I, I don't like, you know, not sharing that. But uh, Kyle got his house painted, so way to go, Kyle. I mean, big big ups to Lil Angel. Big up, house painted. I'm a big Louisy guy, but Lil Angel is hometown brother, so I got to stay with him. That's my guy. So little Angel and I were, you know, we're from the same neighborhood. We're from the same hood. We, you know, we've been repping the, uh, the Squampton life together pretty much. <laughs> we grinded together. Yeah. Back your names. Yeah. No, little Angel. Little Angel. Yeah. Better than little Uh, Noah, Noah Rother. Uh, I think I yeah, got no, his name. Yeah. I think I got his name right. Uh, he says CMK comeback question mark. Gosh. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's my rap career. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, maybe. But just listening, actually, yeah, good thing listening to all this new music for you know the gas and pass segment. It has kind of like revived a bit of an interest in music for me. Why be? You know what? We'll keep. We'll, Possibly with a winky face. You're not saying no. I'm not saying no. I just think, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll throw a throw a little winky face, and then that like uh, the two eyes kind of looking that way, you know, like to the side emoji, maybe in those emojis. No. Possibly. <laughs> Dawson Penner, not a question. Uh, says Keith the goat. Bring him on more often. Let's go. That's good. That Which, I mean, bad. we try to. It's not for a lack of effort that we don't try and get Keith on. It's just timing and trying to schedule everything. It doesn't always work out. Um, oh, I see I see you, big guy. See you, Dawson. Hopefully see you back in September again. Yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely try and get on more podcasts. 
Uh, Matthew Mosquito with the last question in the mailbag. Uh, which is better this year, the Euros or the Copa America? Oh, Euros. Sorry, Copa America. But I, mean, I, have yeah, not, I have not watched the Copa America game. I've, seen least, like, I've at least had the Euros on in the background. I haven't had the Copa America on I've seen in the like background. Maybe two Copa America games. I just, I just think, yeah, like with the level of star power that you have in the Euros, it, it's just like it's hard not to watch versus Copa America. I mean, obviously, you have like Messi and stuff. Isn't Neymar playing in it too? Yeah, Neymar's playing for Brazil. I think uh, James Rodriguez is playing for uh, Colombia. Yeah. Um, right now it's one-one between Argentina and Colombia in the semifinal. Whoa! Like to be honest, to be honest, the, the Copa Americas, like it's from the start, it was going to be Brazil versus Argentina. I mean, it is a lot of years, anyways. But um, like those are the two best teams, and they're going to probably play in the final. So, to be honest, it's not really a surprise. The Euros are more exciting. There's more. Not maybe not parody, but there's more like intrigue there for sure. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, I find there's a lot of like low key countries that are kind of like that middling, you know, like you have like the the powerhouses, but then you also have like those mid tier kind of countries that always seem to um, you know, like make a bit of a run, a bit of a Cinderella run, and those yeah, it's just a lot better for yeah the storylines and that kind of thing. And you then, have, I was gonna say, you have a team like Denmark who probably has no business being in the top four, so you know, make it a run against England, exactly. And so, yeah, no, and then, yeah, just obviously, yeah, the level of star power that at least in Europe that a lot of the countries at least have like, uh, like a number one star and that kind of thing, yeah, it just makes it, makes it more exciting. Sorry, Copa America, you're kind of boring. <laughs> I'll pass on Copa America and, ga- and gas, uh. <laughs> The Euros. Euros. Euros, gas, Gulf America pass. Okay. There we go. Yeah. That, that's all the mailbag you guys got? That's all the mailbag, yeah. That's all good. No worries. Well, that's probably draws the end of it. Hope you guys enjoyed the Keep Your Peace podcast. Let me know if you want me to do this again. <laughs> if it sucks. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but do you, lost- have an, do, do you have one more ad read you'd like to do quickly? <laughs> I don't know. Me sprinkling in all the me asking for uh, actually no. Let's ask for Nike. I would like I would like a sponsorship. Manscaped. Manscaped. Yeah, I can definitely club. I'll also take those. Me undies. Me undies. Uh Audible. Ooh, honey. honey. Oh, you can't forget about honey, dude. Honey's like honey and or wit. Yeah. And so if you guys like fa- FanDuel, FanDuel is another good FanDuel one. FanDuel at 365. Yeah, so if you guys like this podcast, make sure to tweet this and tag all those companies to <laughs> them. Get them in contact with me. Record it out. And yeah, I might bring a bunch. Bring a bunch more uh, <laughs> ad reads. The podcast might stretch to two hours. One hour for just ad reads. But that's okay. You know what? That's the, business. That's the art of business. I got to promote. But yeah, if you guys like this podcast, make sure to listen to it on app. Actually, make sure, yeah, listen to the other ones on Apple Music or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting, podcast app as well, and that kind of thing. And I'd like to thank Ian and Scott of this podcast, letting me have, you know, giving me their airtime. <laughs> and yeah, that's about it, guys. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed. 
Hopefully you guys laughed. Hopefully you guys cringed at some sort of reaction. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys later. Take care.